When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Doctor Who does many things brilliantly. And some of those things that they do come before the story even really gets started. With that in mind, I'm Sean Ferrick for Who Culture, and here are the 10 best cold opens in Doctor Who. Number 10, Danny's Demise, Dark Water. This was a shock. Peter Capaldi's first season as the Doctor is fairly dark in parts because we have been so used to Matt Smith's slightly more upbeat and eccentric Doctor, so that when the 12th came along, the overall dour tone of this first season was, it was a bit hard to get behind. Then, in the first scene of the penultimate episode, we had Danny, who had been set up as Clara's love interest, killed by a car. It was a shock, but also it fits the theme of the series perfectly. This was not a happy-go-lucky version of the Doctor. This was not a slightly abstract massacre. This was a very real kick straight in the stomach for the viewers who've been following Danny throughout the season, who were rooting for Clara and had it all just swept out from under them. Number nine, the alternate history of the human race, Lie of the Land. The Monk trilogy in season 10 was one of those surprisingly good arcing stories that went on for a couple of episodes. Now, while the Lie of the Land itself overall wasn't a great conclusion to this little mini arc. This opening scene really, really does grab the viewer's attention. You have this entire alternate history of Earth narrated by the Doctor himself, where you see the monks have been basically slotted into all these big massive events in human history. And the fact that our narrator is the guy who's supposed to stop them, it's really, really good for kind of letting the audience go, hang on, what is going on here? Unfortunately, as we go on from there, there is the whole problem. They set up the fake regeneration, which is always fun. No, it's not. But there is a scene just at the end of the cold open, which really stands out. And that's as this monologue is going on around us, as this history is going on around us, there is a woman screaming about how the truth is simply that the monks have only been here for a couple of months and she gets dragged into the back of a van. It's very 1984 and it's really, really effective. Number eight, completely human, human nature. Now, human nature and the family of blood stand among some of the best of David Tennant's era as the doctor. And this kickstart into a cold open is just, it just grabs you and doesn't let go because what's going on with a watch? Where's the doctor? Why, what, why is he human? What's going on here? It's so pleasantly confusing that we just don't know what's happening. We are completely invested before anything else has even happened in the episode. Number seven, two dreams, Amy's choice. Now I'll be the first to admit the first time I saw this episode, I wasn't massively sold on it. 
It has, however, aged beautifully. We arrive in Upper Ledworth when we find out that Amy is now heavily pregnant, Rory's got his little ponytail, and they both have seemingly left the TARDIS. Now, we've seen time jumps before. It was in, there was two time jumps in the very first episode of the season, but there's a little bit of, oh, hang on, well, Surely we would have liked to have seen them have a goodbye. Then the trio sit down on a bench, take a little sleep and wake up in the control room of the TARDIS. Well, hang on, which one is reality and which one is the dream? And we don't know that yet. Obviously we suspect, but we're not sure. And this is all before Toby Jones, the dream lord, even arrives. Amy's Choice has one of the strongest cold opens in all of the fifth season. And it's really, really simple. Number six, Volcano Day, the fires of Pompeii. Now, if you think about it, this was Donna's first trip in the TARDIS in which she was going to be a full-time companion. And what does he do on the first day? The Doctor brings her to Pompeii. He was aiming for Rome, but when has the Doctor ever really got it right? It's exciting in that the ground starts shaking because everyone who's done their Roman history in school knows that Pompeii on Volcano Day not a good place to be. Get out of there. But this is the opening scene, so what are we gonna do? You know, we're getting a whole episode of watching people burn? Of course not. It's really, really, really interesting. Not just because we get both Amy and the 12th Doctor in this episode as well, but also it starts Donna's journey to accepting that there are some things in time that she cannot change. Number five, the Pandorica opens. Again, the Big Bang. The Big Bang was a very ambitious final episode for Matt Smith's first season. And the fact that it opens with Amy talking to Amy, because Amy's in the Pandorica, but Amy's also outside of the Pandorica, but then where's the Doctor? Because he was in the Pandorica at the end of the Pandorica opens. Yeah, it makes about as much sense as it sounds, but it's a really, really, uh, not another one of those really exciting, grabs you by the lapels, puts you up against a wall and says, nah. Stephen Moffat's got your brain now, boy. It is aged beautifully. As Amy says herself, as the Pandorica opens, all right, kid, this is where things get complicated. Number four, the Doctor's threat, Heaven Sent. Heaven Sent remains probably my favorite Peter Capaldi episode. It is just phenomenal to have this incredible actor delivering what he does in this episode. Now, we've just come off watching Clara face the raven and so the doctor's angry he is angrier than we've seen this particular doctor be before and he opens with this incredible threat to hunt down and effectively make whoever is responsible for this pay it's quite intimidating peter capaldi and his attack eyebrows really knew how to go straight to the fear center of people's brains and the fact that what follows after this is among the best who that has come since 2005 is a testament to just how well it was running on all systems there at that point number three the planet disappears stolen earth now the end of season four it really went out with a bang and also a broken bottle of milk. The Doctor arrives on Saturday because he doesn't arrive on Sundays. Sundays are boring. Then he goes back inside the TARDIS and there is a one hell of a shake. Suddenly, the Earth is gone. Now, we also have that poor milkman looking up at the sky wondering what he's just taken a drink of, but we also have Rose Tyler returns just behind him with a big ass gun. This kicks into motion some of the most exciting who of David Tennant's era. It is a fantastic ending for season four, and it's got about just every guest star you can possibly imagine. It is one hell of an opening. Number two, 
the bootstrap paradox before the flood. This one breaks brains, but it's also, I mean, it makes sense as far as time travel goes, but this two minute monologue by Peter Capaldi is actually not part of the episode it opens. It is a fourth wall breaking explanation of what a bootstrap paradox is. In a nutshell, it's, Time Traveler goes back to meet Beethoven because he's a big fan. He gets there, discovers Beethoven doesn't exist. He then goes, oh, okay. Publishes all of Beethoven's music under his own name and becomes Beethoven. So then the question is, who originally wrote the music? Now that leads on into the episode, that question does, but this scene is Peter Capaldi talking to the audience saying, all right, lads, it's gonna get a bit confusing. And then he plays the Beethoven's fifth on a guitar and plays the rock version of the Doctor Who theme. I'm, I'm sold. I'm sold. Number one, a message and a question. A good man goes to war. It says a lot about Arthur Darville that he gets the top spot on this list of cold opens. And he wasn't, of course, playing the Doctor at all. He was, in fact, playing the Lone Centurion at this point. He stands in front of an entire legion of Cybermen and asks them a question. Where is his wife? They then say, now you said you had a message from the Doctor. Behind him, the entire fleet of cyber ships explodes. To which Rory then says, would you like me to repeat the question? It is so badass. I vividly remember watching this for the first time when it came out and kind of going, oh, Rory is not getting all of the credit he deserves. It is a fantastic open to one of the better episodes of Matt Smith's second season as the Doctor. Damn it, I missed that, man. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.